0: Welcome to the 5D CFO podcast, formerly Her Circle. Happy Friday. Today, I'm going to be talking about the two most crucial pieces of having a successful business. And I can definitely speak to this because I have worked in the Silicon Valley world for over a decade, helping specifically CEOs launch their companies get investors, and even sell their companies to really large corporations that you would definitely know the name of. So I've been around this for a long time. And then I've also been in the online digital space now for a couple of years. Um, Some of my CFO clients include social media influencers. I've worked with production companies, all different types of business ventures, um, and so I've realized with all of my experience that it really comes down to these two things that make or break a company because not all of the companies I've worked with have succeeded, unfortunately. And that's, you know, a pretty common thing. There was, uh, research done by U.S. Bank, uh, that was talking about why small businesses fail and, over 80% fail due to poor cash flow management skills or a poor understanding of what cash flow means and I'll get into that in a minute. Other reasons are like over 70% because they're not pricing their services or their products properly, which being a fractional CFO that I am, I help a lot with that type of strategy and really looking at how it compares to other people in the same space and then you know either being overly optimistic about sales or what ne- what needs to be done kind of like sticking their head in the sand i would say over 70% of businesses fail due to that and then just not recognizing or ignoring what they don't do well and not seeking help from those who do. Because a lot of entrepreneurs, especially in the digital online space, feel like maybe they're not far enough in their business to hire even a virtual assistant. But what you really need to do is figure out what your time is worth at an hourly rate, and then really hand off those duties that don't move you further and just take up a lot of time. And so one of the biggest things that I've seen, his, uh, the biggest mistakes is when companies or entrepreneurs, I should say, attempt to do their own bookkeeping or they have a family member do it. I've seen this so many times. And then I come in to you know, either try to clean up their, their whole books, create procedures and processes, or create a cash flow forecast, whatever it might be or provide strategy and their books are just a disaster. Like I can't even tell you how many times I've seen this and having good books is so key because if you want investors, you need good books. Um if you want to get a handle on your cash flow, you need good books for tax um purposes, you need good books like There is no excuse. You absolutely need to have good books. So I'm not going to bore you with a bunch of bookkeeping and accounting talk, but the two, I didn't even get into it yet. The two crucial pieces here, and that's why I've created my company, the 5D CFO, are the 3D money systems, such as bookkeeping, and then being able to tap into your 5D revenue potential. And so I'll just talk a little bit about each of those. So if you're an entrepreneur or an aspiring entrepreneur, then this episode is definitely for you. Um So in case you're new to me, I will just give you a quick background. I have been studying accounting, honestly, since my sophomore year in high school. I actually had a teacher create an advanced accounting course for me um, because I had taken the you know, basic one and just loved it. And so he created an advanced course just for me. I got my bachelor's in, gosh, I can't remember now, business administration. And then I ended up getting my MBA. And so um, during my business school, I was going to business school on the weekends because I had a small child at the time who's now almost 18. I would go to class on the weekends and I would work during the week. And I started working in the accounting and finance space at that time. So I've really been in this space for quite a while. What I realized was missing after my time in Silicon Valley especially was the whole mindset piece. Because for the most part, the CEOs in Silicon Valley, they're pretty serious and they understand like how important it is to have at least good books. right? But even a lot of them... Well, I wouldn't say a lot of them. I would say maybe 30% of them didn't understand how crucial it is to have a cash flow forecast. And now what a cash flow forecast will tell you is when you're going to run out of money. Um, it'll, it's actually a great way to figure out where you could cut some expenses. And then it's also great to look at scenarios. Say you want to hire someone, you want to hire a virtual assistant. We can plug in how much that would cost during a certain month and it will just show you how it's going to affect your cash flow. We also estimate your revenue and then I like to really keep an eye on the cash flow forecast and then what's actually happening because if we just create a cash flow forecast and we don't look at what's actually happening, it's not very helpful. But to create a a an accurate cash flow forecast that's going to help you, you need good books, right? Some other things that the cash flow forecast will help with and it will help you grow is it starts categorizing how you're spending the money so you know most basic businesses have like gna uh, expenses general administrative a lot of companies have r and d research and development sales and marketing operations and then cost of goods sold if you uh have revenue um, And so we can start just kind of looking at where money is being spent. For example, I had a client who was spending so much on marketing and not really seeing an ROI. And so that's my job is to bring up those things, call them out and then talk to my clients about, you know, is this a really good use of the funds? Uh, when do we expect an ROI? If not, like maybe we need to go back and uh, renegotiate the contract, all of that kind of stuff. You can also use this cash flow forecast to benchmark and see how other companies in the same industry what they're spending cash on versus what you're spending cash on. It just kind of gives you a good idea, and then just really being able to understand the cost benefit of your expenses. Uh, a lot of entrepreneurs. Just spend a lot because they think it takes money to make money, which, you know, um, can be true, but it's not true if you're just blowing money on unimportant things that aren't going to create some type of return on investment. What I do for people, uh, I actually have a team, myself and a few others. We work on the books. We make sure the books are in a good place. This can be for companies of any size. I've worked on companies with like $1,000 in the bank to $30 million in the bank, or actually more. I had one client who had $100 million in the bank. So I've worked on every size company. Every size company needs good books. Every size company should have a cash flow forecast, because if you don't have that, you're going to run out of cash. And It's just like a good way to keep a handle on the expenses and then really recognize what revenue goals are working and then maybe, you know, figure out which ones need to be adjusted. So I also go over this every month with my clients. I, once their books are done, I update their cash flow forecast, I update their financial workbook, and I just kind of pull out the important pieces because i don't like to bore entrepreneurs and ceos with the numbers i know it's not exciting to a lot of entrepreneurs they just want to like do what they're you know what they shine at whether that's selling or teaching or being an influencer or creating you know some kind of software company they don't really want to spend a lot of time on graphs and numbers so i just pull out the important information ask the right questions set goals and then make sure we have a good handle on the plan going forward. That's a good piece of what I do. I also will just do cash flow forecasts for people, but that's really dependent on their books, right? So if they have really good books and I can see that, uh, I also can do a business audit where I just, it's, it doesn't cost very much. And I come in and just kind of look at your books and maybe make some suggestions because I work with a lot of auditors and tax accountants. So I know what they're gonna find or most of the time what they'll find or what kind of stands out. So I do business audit, bookkeeping, and well, I don't do the bookkeeping, but I have people on my team who do the bookkeeping. I create the cash flow forecast based on the books. And then for those who are wanting a fractional CFO, such as myself, I will do monthly calls or if you're on a more of a budget, I will do quarterly calls. But if you're really concerned about cash flow, I mean, it's better to have those monthly calls, but I'm willing to just send a quick, um, loom or email about anything that, you know, might be an emergency and communicate with you that way. So that's kind of like the 3D money systems. And then the 5D. That is what I've realized all levels of entrepreneurs really need because none of us are exempt from unconscious beliefs and blocks that can hold us back. I've seen even entrepreneurs who have millions of dollars in the bank feel really fearful around money. They're worried money's going to run out. They're worried there's never going to be enough and it keeps them up at night. They're anxious. So, Just because you have a lot of money does not mean that you are exempt from fear around money. And this isn't something on the conscious level, as I've talked about in other podcast episodes. This is on the unconscious. And so any type of fear in the unconscious alerts the unconscious mind that you are like being chased by a lion, like your survival is being threatened. The unconscious mind does not understand logic. And it doesn't understand time. So if you're feeling anxious or worried, or you make something super important, because what's important to the unconscious mind is survival. So if you say, this is really important, we meet these goals, it's going to make it a life or death feeling for the unconscious mind, which none of that, none of those fearful feelings are going to equal sustained revenue, sustained growth. Because I will tell you why. You you might have heard me say this in other podcast episodes, so I'll try to keep it uh, somewhat brief. But I'm just going to introduce you to a new way of thinking, which I learned this in my Rapid Resolution Therapy training. I've trained in the foundations of I just shorten it to RRT, which has been an absolute game changer to clearing blocks. Um, I've cleared everything from fear around money, fear around violent movies fear of public speaking, people pleasing, fear of being judged, like all of these things, because they're just little data blips in the unconscious that need to be processed through. Just like if you have in my last episode, I think I talked about this. If you're grinding coffee beans and some of them are clumped at the top and they don't come through, that just kind of represents the little bits of data that kind of get stuck and then they don't come through. And anything that resembles a similar glob will start vibrating and it'll put yourself back into survival mode. And the reason why this is not helpful for business owners is because when you're in survival mode, you aren't able to tap into your highest levels of intelligence, creativity, intuition, all of the things that are really important for entrepreneurs. So I'm just going to give you like a little bit of the RRT perspective. So People usually think that emotions, thoughts, and sensations are caused by something from the environment that's either happening, has happened, or might happen. So for example, when zebra is running from lion, normal people might think that lion sure put the fear into that zebra. But in RRT, we like to think differently. We prefer to think that mind of zebra brought in information Mind of zebra read that information and then mind of zebra realized lion is coming. So it's actually the mind of the zebra, not the lion that caused the zebra to be focused, motivated, and then created strength in her legs so that she could run. Um, so that's fear, right? So then let's say zebra is grazing and sees a big bird, some kind of animal land near her little baby zebra, and that bird starts to peck at the baby's head. Zebra's senses bring in this data and zebra's mind reads it. So then zebra's mind causes zebra's body to strengthen. But this time, because it's anger, it's her jaw that gets stronger. And so with a thrust of her head and a growl, she makes that bird go away. For zebra, this works really well because she's constantly having to be on alert and run from lions. When zebra is afraid, zebra is motivated to run and legs become stronger. When zebra is angry, zebra is motivated to bite. So that's why the jaw gets stronger. Running fast or biting hard are great solutions for any, for any kind of issue for a zebra, but it's not useful for humans. But we still have this primitive mind. It's the unconscious mind. And the prime directive is to survive. And this will always beat out anything that would be conflictual. So when the zebra is running from the lion, The zebra doesn't stop to think, oh, I'm really hungry. I should grab some grass on the way or, oh, I'm really thirsty. There's a body of water right there. I'm going to stop to have a drink or, oh, you know what? I think I'm just going to go mates and have another baby. Like when there's anger and fear and the zebra is running, it's only to protect them. If a zebra were to think positively, right, then that zebra would be dead. So we are kind of... We are designed to think negatively in regards to our defenses when it comes to survival. The same mechanism that's built in the zebra for survival in the wild is also built into humans without modification. And so these responses are worse than useless. So a funny way that Dr. John likes to compare the differences is like, look at the situations that a zebra will face versus an accountant or like me, you know, or CFO. It's appropriate for the zebra to run or bite when scared or angry, but this will never be the case for a CFO like me, right? No matter how angry or threatened I become, I'm not going to run. Like if I'm on a call, I'm not going to just get up and run and I'm not going to bite someone. But My nervous system and your nervous system is exactly the same as the zebra's nervous system. So as a result, me, CFO, working from home, I'm trying to navigate life and work with a nervous system that's designed for a zebra living in the grasslands, scared of lions. What I realized is I needed to combine these two very different Worlds into one. So now I have the pleasure of working with entrepreneurs and CEOs on not just their 3D. I like to call it their 3D money systems because it, that is important. It's 3D. It's real. Um, let's get that organized and then really start peeling away those unconscious blocks, or I like to also call it like closing open tabs. So if you think of a computer and there's a ton of open tabs, your conscious mind can focus on one at a time, but your unconscious can focus on a lot and it drains a lot of energy. So if you have a bunch of like globs of data that hasn't been processed, it's going to take up a lot of energy and it's going to keep activating this fight or flight. And if you're in fight or flight, you are not going to be, as I said, as creative, as intuitive, as wise, as clear. When you start peeling back the layers, And I really like to tell people this isn't about becoming someone new. It's about peeling back the layers to reveal who you actually are beneath all of these tabs, layers that have been programmed into you. There's a very confident, abundant, intelligent Person who has access to all the money in the world. And that's why I like to teach this. And that's why this is my passion blending these two worlds. And my goal is to someday really be working with, you know, not just the top executives in the world, but really helping, um, as many small businesses and entrepreneurs as possible because Once you are able to access this higher wisdom, then you will see quantum leaps, like you will collapse time and you will make things happen a lot faster because all of your energy in the background isn't going to fight or flight or trying to make you run or bite, just really understanding that, you know, we have more control over our emotions than we actually believe. And I'll finish this episode up by reminding you. Um, this is something that I worked with recently with Wayne Brown, who's been Dr. John's protege. Uh, one of the things that I went to him with was when I think about getting on a large stage. So I've worked through my. Fear public speaking in small groups. Like I can get up and speak in front of a small group. No problem now, which that would have been a huge problem just a year ago. Like I wouldn't have done it. My goal is to be excited on the side of a big stage, like waiting for them to call my name, feeling excited and then going on stage and just feeling so much excitement. None of the fear, none of the dread. And I'm happy to say I can now envision that. I visualize just this morning, actually, I was visualizing myself on the side of the stage and they were calling my name. And usually I would feel that drain of oxygen, drain of blood pulling from my brain, going to my legs because I had avoided public speaking for so long that it told my unconscious mind that it was dangerous, that it was a threat. So when you avoid something or you make it really important, That tells your unconscious mind that it is a threat. And so, what I told Wayne is that, you know, I just didn't want to be seen. Uh, I didn't want to be judged like all of these things. I also had people pleasing issues. And so, just, you know, he worked his magic and stripped that away. And we did some visualizations where, you know, he had me imagine what are the worst things that could happen. And I did an Instagram post about this. The other day, the worst things that could happen. I trip going on stage. The microphone doesn't work. I spill my water all over the place. There's toilet paper stuck to my shoe. Uh, people get up and leave. I mess up my speech, um, whatever it might be. But what he had me do each time I imagined something going wrong is he would have me check my pulse because that tells your unconscious mind, you're still alive. You're fine. This isn't a threat. And so the more that you can do that and train your body that it's not a threat, then the faster you can actually start closing these tabs. And another example is this guy was really scared of the water, like terrified. So what he would do, uh, his RRT therapist told him, okay, so this week, I want you to just go park in the parking lot of the community center. And that really scared the guy, but he said, okay, I'll do it. So for a week, he went and parked in the parking lot. Then he came back and he said, okay, now what? And he's like, that's kind of boring. I'm not really scared anymore. So then the therapist said, so now I want you to just go inside the building. You don't have to go near the pool. Just go inside the building. He said, oh gosh, that sounds a little scary, but okay. So he did that for a week, came back and said, okay, now that's a little boring. Not really scared of that anymore. What's next? So then he told him, okay, now go into the, you know, where the pool is and just sit um on the side, you know, on a chair or something. He was really scared to do that, but he did it for a week, came back and he said, okay, I think it's time. Go put your feet into the pool. So he did, he did that for a week. And so it's just like taking baby steps toward the goal where it's, where it keeps you interested, but it keeps you challenged. Because if he had just had him, you know, sitting in the parking lot for a month, I think he would have gotten bored and probably just like gave up. But it was enough of a challenge and it was interesting enough where he kept going back and he got over his fear of the water. So that's just one way. This really differs from traditional therapy because uh, I've had a lot of traditional therapy in my life and they really put it on the patient to heal themselves. And I know I've given this metaphor before, but it's like, I hadn't thought of this until Dr. John's trainings, but that's kind of like going to a hairstylist and them handing you the scissors and saying, okay, cut your hair. I'm here. I'm going to watch you. You know, you're paying them to cut your hair and they're giving you the scissors and you're not trained as a hairstylist or think about a massage therapist. Even the best massage therapist in the world is not going to give, give themselves the best massage. Like I would be able to give them a better massage than them massaging themselves. And so RRT is all about us as practitioners helping our clients. If we don't help our clients get over something, then that's on us. That's not on our client uh, because we have the tools. We've been trained in this. So I'm going to have a masterclass being released called five money block melters. And I'm going to help you just melt very common money blocks or fears like fear of checking your bank account fear of never having enough, fear of losing what you already have, all of that kind of stuff. It's going to be $37. And I'm going to link the pre-sale link in the show notes. This is just a way for people to kind of get a taste of what I can do in the 5D, like money healing world. When I had my fear of checking my bank account, Cleared. That was like the biggest aha moment for me because I had been a single mom for so long, and there were so many times where my bank account would, you know, be negative, and I wouldn't be able to buy groceries for me and my daughter. So I got really scared about checking my bank account, even when I had. I knew that I had a lot of money in there. That's the thing. Your conscious mind is not logical. I've had a lot of irrational fears about things, and and that's common. So once I cleared that, I was like, wow. Like I can't even access the fear of checking my bank account. It's just gone. It's a closed tab. It's not coming back. It's gone. And that's what I want to do for other people. So if you're interested in that, it's only $37. It's going to be in the form of a private podcast so that you can listen to it on the go. You can listen to it in bed and just like sit back and let me do the work for you. All you have to do is just listen and be open to... Receiving. I hope this was helpful. It was a little different than my other podcast episodes, but I just really wanted to share this since this is my new company, the 5D CFO. And, you know, I'm starting to get more clients and really just starting to figure out exactly which clients that I want to, you know, kind of have as my niche. So if you're interested in any of the 3D money systems, just shoot me an email, um angela at angelamachhr dot com. and we can chat. So have a wonderful weekend. Thank you so much for listening to the 5D CFO podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please share and tag me on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Angela Marie Christian and at the 5D CFO. You can also find me on Facebook and TikTok at Angela Marie Christian. If you haven't had a chance to purchase my new book, Manifestation Mastery, which is a number one bestseller on Amazon, it's still only 99 cents for the Kindle version. You can either check a link in the show notes Or you can head over to my website to purchase. Thank you!